Hello, my friends. I'm Eric Paschal, and welcome to the Emotional Empowerment Movement Podcast. Woo! A mouthful. The Emotional Empowerment Movement Podcast. The Emotional Empowerment Movement Podcast. I love that. I could say that a thousand times because I've worked my ass off to get here and so have the many other people that are around me and made this happen. So thank you to you, 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 all of you, and most importantly to the people here that are checking this out the first time. I'm going to start by telling you flat out, I ain't the guy. I ain't the man. I ain't got shit. I'm glad that you're here with me and you're listening, but remember, remember, remember this. I am better than you. I don't more than you. Uh, I, I just, I, I, I'm not on a pedestal. Don't put me on one. And if you do, you'll wind up getting disappointed because in this movement, I have a role to play. I'm doing this podcast. We have workshops coming for you and online programs and books and all this great stuff, but I'm in the trenches doing the work myself. That's what this whole thing is about. It is a we kind of movement, not an I, not a me, and not a my. And so all of us are going to learn from one another, okay? So we got that clear, we good. Now let's talk about what this movement really is. What it really is, it's a fancy way of calling this philosophy something other than what it is, per se, because I have a little different way of delivering this philosophy. I have a different way of interpreting it, but it's, it's, it's not mine. It's mine because this is how I think and feel and function, but it's not mine because I've made up something brilliant. In fact, the only thing I've ever invented is some really profound ways of fucking myself up and other people, and I'm trying not to do that any longer. So what are we talking about? What is the philosophy? Well, unlike Deepak Chopra and Brendan Burchard and Russell, whatever the fuck his name is, and Brand and Brunson and 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 Jeff Walker and 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 Tony Robbins and Gabby Bernstein and Mary Ann Wood, you could name a galaxy of great coaches out there. I'm not bagging on all of any of them. In fact, I'm inviting them in, giving them permission, and you permission as well, to take up this knowledge for free and not to personally glorify it because nobody has originated this stuff except a galaxy of saints and sages and swamis and gurus, priests and preachers and you name it that have handed this down from generation to generation. What is the philosophy? The philosophy is Vedanta. Vedanta means, Veda means knowledge, Anta means, it means the end. So it's the end of all knowledge. What does it mean? Does it mean it's better then? Does it mean you shouldn't have any other? That's not how we describe it. The end of knowledge simply means that this is a philosophy that takes you to yourself. And when you find out who the fuck you really are, all other knowledge becomes irrelevant. It doesn't really matter. Who cares? It's unimportant because when you find out who you are, you unlock the door. 
to a prison that we have been in that we weren't even aware of. And so in reference to all other information, this knowledge is it. In fact, if you have all the other information in the world, it doesn't mean shit unless you've got it. It meaning yourself. That's why Albert Einstein said, compared to my knowledge, my ignorance is abundant. The man has said, Galileo and other great thinkers have all said, all they've uncovered in this world is meaningless because the one thing they truly wish to discover was themselves and they couldn't find it. And I can relate to that. I got so much information swirling in my brain and none of it really means shit when it comes down to how to function, how to operate, how to relate to this world, and most importantly, how to be comfortable in my own skin, how to just be E-P. Can you relate? That's what we're really going to be digging into here. A philosophy, Vedanta, that is so rich, it not only breaks down what this world is and how to function in it, but it tells us who we are and how to use the equipments we already have in us to find that essential self. And that's what life is all about. At the end of the day, let me ask you, think about this while I'm talking about it. Over the last hundred years, have we not improved this world in a miraculous way? Meaning that hasn't haven't the technological advancements just blown your fucking mind? My grandmother's 98 years old. Her mind is blown. She just venmo me some. She just venmo me for my birthday, God bless her. She loves to still give birthday gifts. Sent me a little note and venmo me. 98, used venmo to send me $100. She, venmo, hell, 98 years ago, I mean, you were waiting for your local mail to get to you for a long time. Through the airwaves, she sent me money. Do you know what that does to her? It's like, it's like meeting God. It's that big of a blow away. And we take these things for granted, of course, because we've been around for this stuff. But it's been amazing. The medical, scientific, agricultural, and travel advancements have been fucking mind-blowing. In fact, we can today, if I wanted to just say, you know, forget this podcast, I'm gonna leave right now, mic drop, boom, and I'm gonna get, I can get on a plane within two hours from right now and get my ass to you no matter where you are in the world within 24 hours. It's unbelievable. Can you imagine? People used to have to go horse and carriage. I mean, I sit in a great car with heated seats and all the sounds and all the accompaniments, and I still like, oh man, it took me 30 minutes to get downtown today. My back's hurting. Can you imagine how bad your back was hurting after a fucking horse and wagon schlep through the countryside that takes you a month just to visit a neighbor who's only 70 miles away? You can get there in 70 minutes today. But what hasn't advanced through all these advancements? The human being. Can any of us say that human beings are better off because of these advancements? 
Are we any kinder? Are we more peaceful? Are we, are we happier? No. In fact, especially right now, if this time, this pandemic that's been going on, if it hasn't proven anything at all other than this, it's certainly shown us that human beings, if anything, have been decaying over the last hundred years. We're more impulsive. We're more addictive. We're more depressed. We're more anxious. We're more frightened. Hell, our families are more disconnected. We can't keep marriages together or partnerships. Our economy is fluctuating left and right. We're more in debt than we've ever been. Am I painting a picture of misery? Yeah. Yeah, in the sense that we've been neglecting ourselves. If we spend as much time working on ourselves as we had working on the world, we'd be, we'd be a people, a race, with big fucking smiles on our face. No matter where we go, no matter who's around, whether we're above or below ground, and that's not what I found and it's not what you found in this world. Why? Why is it? What is it? What the hell is it that takes us outside of ourselves? Why is it that we spend so much time wishing, hoping, and praying that the world would be different, that my wife would change, my husband would change, my kids would change? That my business would change, that the president would change, that the economy would change. Why is it we want everything else to change but us? That's what we're going to spend all of our conversations talking about in one way, shape, or form. Why is that? And why is it that after you've went to all these self-help gurus, because I know I'm not the first, and if I am... Why, thank you for checking in. Hopefully, I'll be the last. Why is it you've spent so much time looking around and in therapy and reading your books on the side and reading all this information on the internet? Why is it that you don't know right now what the one and only problem is in this world? Why is it that we keep projecting ourselves out there and wanting everything else to change? Because, because no one's talking about it. No one's talking about the root of the problem because it's not that sellable because you're not going to get rich quick talking about the real problem. You're not going to have many followers on Facebook, Instagram, or on podcast when you tell everyone this, the problem is you. The problem is you. The problem is me. There is no other problem. But we have a mind that projects onto the world the problem. We have a mind that constantly says something's wrong with someone else. Something's right with someone else. Our mind is our feeling center. It's our feeling center. It's it's the center of us where our senses even contact. So our eyes aren't seeing something. They're seeing something 
that is also contacting the mind that is making you see what you see the way you see it. Hear what you hear the way you hear it. Taste what you taste the way you taste it. Smell what you smell the way you smell it. In other words, if you're hearing me right now, if you're seeing me, if you find me attractive or ugly, it's because of your mind. If you find me funny, entertaining, it's because of your mind. If you find me rude and mean, it's because of your mind. If you find me boring, it's because of your mind. And all the while, you don't even fucking know this. You think it's me. You think it's me. You, you turn this podcast off and you call your friend. You go, Mary, Mary, guess what? I found this great guy on a podcast. His name's Eric Pascal. It's the Emotional Empowerment Movement. And it's so good. It's so good. It's not me that's so good. You've made me so good. Your mind has made me that good. If you push this off and say, I was so offended. Eric Pascal's a mean asshole. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He keeps pointing at the camera, pointing at me and telling me his ego is so big. It's your mind. So all I'm telling you, why do we call this the emotional empowerment movement? Because if you don't grab a hold of your emotions, if you don't know what your mind's doing to you, you will not be empowered. In fact, what you'll be is showered down by all your bullshit and you'll never even know it's happening. You'll be blissfully unaware with your nose in the air that you're being led around by your own mind. And what's so brilliant and why we're studying this philosophy and discussing it is because it directly talks to this point and introduces to us the piece of equipment in us that actually helps us steer the mind, actually shapes our emotions and gives them dimension, gives them direction so that we are able to manage, or I should say self-manage ourselves in all of our affairs. What is it in you that makes you like Bill, but you hate Bob? It makes you love Mary, but you think Harry is scary. What is it? It is your mind. Your mind is the center for your likes and your dislikes. But the problem is you don't even know. You just say, that's me. I don't like the color blue. I like black. That's me. I don't like Brussels sprouts and broccoli. I like chicken and fish. You don't understand that it is your mind controlling your sense centers. And the problem with that is, I'm hearing you calling, so what's the problem with that? The problem is it robs you of being free. You tell me, would you rather walk through this earth knowing that no one can make you or break you but you? Or would you rather walk around desperately trying to figure out where you belong and who your people are and what you want to do because, because something's always making you comfortable or uncomfortable. Something's either making you happy or unhappy. That's slavery, y'all. 
And EEM takes you to a place of freedom. And it's not, this is just a name we've made up because really it's catchy. It's not mine. I don't own this. It is Vedanta that takes you there. It is a philosophy that is thousands and thousands and thousands years old. It's not a religion. But it will make you enjoy your religion even more. It's not a cult. There's no shells and shells not, shell knots. But it is a practical and theoretical philosophy that will help you understand what is right for you and what is wrong with you. So you're no longer walking around or being led. You're being led by a mind that's constantly impulsive, that is insatiable. Do you ever think about why it is you can get so many things? Let's take this back. Has anyone listening, is anyone listening ever gotten something they dreamed of, right? All of us listening, one single thing. At one point in your life, there was one thing so important to you. You said, if I get this, I'll be happy. What happened when you got it? Were you happy? Sure. For how long? And then what happened? You had the next thing that you had to have to make you happy. And then what happened? The next thing you had to have to make you happy. And then what happened? The next thing you had to make you happy. And shit, if you got all these things, then what happened? Oh my God, you started worrying all the time. What the fuck did you worry about when you have everything you want? Losing it. And what does that to you? Your mind. Because the mind makes you dependent on people, places, and things. So with them, you can find some joy, but not full joy, because you always know without them, you'll be miserable. And you have to know what the root of the problem is, everybody. If you get nothing else from this podcast today, I don't care if you ever turn it on again, but you got to know what the root of the problem is. Because if you don't understand the root, whatever you do that's solution-based won't work because you're not working on the problem. You're working on the, the different facets and the different issues that stem from the problem. I'm going to tell you a true story. In 1993, I think, I was living in right near Venice Beach, uh, California, right on the border of the Venice Canals and Venice Beach. And uh, I started noticing a peculiar smell in my home. It wasn't a good one. And the smell started deepening. And so I finally began to scrub the carpets a little deeper, scrub the sink a little more, start cleaning out some drawers. And for a moment, the smell was gone. Then the smell came back. I hired a steam cleaner to steam clean the carpets, guaranteeing me that the smell would be gone. Smell wasn't gone. I then started cleaning the tiles. I then started using fragrances and sprays and all kinds of stuff. And this was going on for weeks. Gross, right? I steam cleaned the couch. I bought a new couch. I bought a new table. 
I cleared out the drawers and, and relaminated them. I did everything I could to get rid of this smell. And every time I did something, it worked for a minute. Sound fucking familiar? Yeah, it works for a minute. And in that moment it worked, I said, thank God I don't have to do any more work. Well, guess what? I had to keep doing more work because I couldn't find out what the hell the smell was coming from. Where was it coming from? What was it? Well, one day while playing with my dog in the house, I threw a tennis ball behind the refrigerator. She was scraping and scraping and scraping, but couldn't quite get in there. So I get behind the refrigerator and I move it. And lo and behold, I found the root of the problem. You'll never believe it. There was a dead snake behind my refrigerator. No shit. My neighbors, I had these crazy neighbors. They had all kinds of animals. And this snake must have crawled across the balcony because we shared a balcony and somehow got my house, lived there for a while. How joyous to think about it. And dropped dead behind the refrigerator. When I removed the snake, the work was done. When you control your mind, when you become emotionally empowered, the work is done. And that's what we're going to be getting to in this podcast, in our programs, in all of our materials. And we're not doing it alone. There's a saying around here, only you can do it, but you can't do it alone. So that's how we're going to roll, everybody. This is a conversation that I hope continues for years and years and years. I know for sure that I need it, and I'm pretty sure many of you out there can use it too. What makes you want to come back to this? The mind. What makes you want to toss this out right now? The mind. So if you want to give yourself a really good challenge, seriously, this isn't about me it has nothing to do with this. I'm not selling you on anything. But if this has been hard to take, if this isn't hitting your erogenous zones, if you're not getting it, that's beautiful. Because if you come back, you'll be usurping your mind, using another piece of equipment, and you'll actually get more from this podcast if you don't like it than if you do. Because part of what we do in order to grab a hold of our mind is take contrary action. We do things that are distasteful. We do things we don't like to do because we begin to understand if I do what I don't want to do, if I go where I don't want to go, if I hear what I don't want to hear, then I will land in the place I always wanted to be. Because your mind doesn't want you to be free. It wants to fool you. It wants to rule you. So don't keep coming back to this because you like it. And don't necessarily come back because you don't like it. You come back because you understand this could be healthy for me. This could help me. And anything worth fucking getting or doing takes work. It ain't easy. And our transformation won't be. So from all of us to all of you, we appreciate that you hung this tough for now. We'll catch you on the other side. And I promise you, 
will have one hell of a ride. Take care, everybody. <laughs>